again, what does Google ultimately care about, guys? Google ultimately cares about serving the best possible content to its users in the quickest, most effective ways, right? That, that's what Google cares about. Google wants people to keep Googling. Alrighty, folks, we are live with another episode of Marketing Mondays brought to you on the Behind the Stays podcast feed, uh, which is a work, a creative work of Spontaneous and yours truly, Zach Buzicruz, co-founder of Spontaneous. So I'm really excited for today's episode because it's all on SEO. And SEO is something that I have geeked out about for the last several years. We've talked about it a little bit here on Marketing Mondays, actually, I've, I've alluded to uh, the importance of SEO in the context of creator marketing and in the context of just thinking through developing a direct booking strategy. But I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into SEO and walk through an example of just a very basic sort of SEO hack that I think all short-term rental hosts who are serious about building up uh, traffic to their uh, direct booking sites or to their websites, even in lieu of a direct booking site, will be able to implement. So super pumped for today's uh, topic and episode. Before we dive in, I do just want to plug Spontaneous's uh, two products that we currently offer to short-term rental hosts like y'all's self. Like y'all's self? Do, does anyone say that? Like yourself? Like y'all? I don't know. I have this weird thing where I grew up in, in uh, Hawaii, and so people, we, we just said like guys for everything, right? And you, you kind of like, at, you, you pluralize everything in Hawaii. So like instead of saying like, we're going to go to Pizza Hut, you say, we're going to go to Pizza Hut's. Um, there's a whole like slang kind of culture there called pigeon, and we can get into that uh, <laughs> another time, I should say, slang kind of like language called called pigeon. Um, maybe that's redundant. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, point being, I never I never know the difference between y'all, you guys, you all, y'alls. Um, have lots of friends from the South, lots of friends from the North, lots of friends everywhere. So everyone says it a little bit differently. Uh, anyhow, I'm excited to talk about Ping. Ping, what I've talked about before, Ping is our tool for Airbnb hosts who have built really exceptional brands who don't have a lot of availability for their for their um, uh, Airbnbs. But Ping is a super simple website widget. And what it does is it allows folks to tell you exactly like when they want to come to your place in case it does become available. So let's say again, you have a cabin or an A-frame or some sort of like unique stay that's typically pretty booked out. What's really cool about Ping, and our early customers are seeing this like really some really cool data roll in here, which is you, you have Ping on your website, and I can actually request to be notified if there's a deal or if there's a last minute cancellation around my specific target travel dates, like years in advance, right? So one of the cool things that we're seeing right now is for folks who again have when they open their calendars, what they're able to do is they're driving a bunch of traffic to Ping kind of before they open their calendar, and then they're able to see exactly when a bunch of people want to come before their calendar is actually live, and that can help help them give, you know, give them a sense for how they should price certain weekends, right? Um, and and how, how they should think, think about pricing during a particular uh, season, for instance, right? Maybe for whatever reason, March is going to be this big booming month. It's not usually this big booming month, but you've got 50 people who have requested to be notified if certain dates in March become available, you could increase your prices for, for March. So Ping enables you to do fun stuff like that. If you are interested in learning more, head on over to bnbping.com and check it out. Or you can just always send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram. 
And our second product, our host partner program. So this program, we recently sort of like re redid the whole thing and it's, it's awesome. Basically what it does is we create a listing page on our website. You have to qualify. You have to have a minimum of a 4.95 star rating. Um, but then what you can do is anytime your listing is available, when we're sending out our last minute Airbnb deals to folks, it'll automatically be included in our newsletter. So just a really cool opportunity to get more marketing for your place, especially if the cancellation comes through, um, et cetera. So folks are, are loving the host partner program as well. All right. Well, I, uh, without further ado, want to jump into today's episode because we have a lot to, to cover in a, in a very short period of time. Also, I did want to say, I know a lot of you listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple, but um, for the purposes of Marketing Mondays, I'm going to start um, doing some show and tell too. So if you aren't already subscribed to Behind the Stays on YouTube, I'd recommend going and subscribing on YouTube. And you might even be, uh, prefer to kind of watch these episodes on YouTube as I kind of screen share and um, and whatnot, especially as they get a little bit more technical. Again, we won't always get super technical, but like today is a little bit more technical. It might just be easier to watch this on, on YouTube. So if you want to uh, scroll down to the show notes, I've included a link to our YouTube channel below. So you can just go ahead and you know, hit that link, uh, head on over to YouTube and you can watch this episode there. All right. So I want to dive in here and I, I want to, this quick like caveat that I don't, I don't typically like hack podcasts or like hack content in general. It feels a little like bait and switchy. Right. Um, but the, the reality of the situation is that, you know, these, these posts, uh, or these, these, these podcasts, while they, they, they're sort of like the fast food, right, of, of content. Uh, it feels really good while you're consuming or, or skimming them or skipping through the content. But in the end, you sort of like leave like unsatisfied because the content had like not that much substance and, you know, no nutritional value, so to speak. So the rea- but the reality is that these posts do, these podcasts do really well. Like when you include hack in like the title of an episode, it just performs like really, really well. I think we're all just suckers for like, you know, the the easy way out or, uh, you know, the, the path of least resistance or something like that. But anyways, so while this podcast is, has the word hack included in the title, uh, this, we're, we're going to approach this content, um, with, with the respect that it deserves. So what we're going to do today is my, my, my goal is for, my goal is to sort of provide you all with content. That's more like a, a fine steak dinner than, you know, McDonald's drive through. Um, so it's going to take some time to prepare, right? The meal, cooking for yourself always takes a little bit longer, but the end result is that, uh, the, you'll, you'll be, you know, hopefully a lot more satisfied and this content will be nutritional to not just your, your body, your soul, but hopefully also to your, uh, to your Airbnb marketing strategy. I don't know if those, that analogy worked that well, but we're going to roll with it guys, because we've got, uh, uh, a lot to cover here. So, uh, how Airbnb hosts can improve their their SEO today. So SEO for for those who might not be familiar, just you know quickly, this is search engine optimization, right? That's what SEO stands for, and that's basically the way in which Google and other search engines decide how to rank content, right? How to prioritize content, how to index content appropriately. Now, there's no magic recipe when it comes to increasing a particular page rank on Google uh, or your overall domain authority, which is like how. Uh, Google views the the value of your website, right? But SEO is is kind of like your Airbnb, right? Like they, there's there's always something to fix. There's always a new like floating shelf to put up or a new you know uh, refrigerator that you might want to to install or a powder room that you might want to you know 
that, that could use some wallpapering. There's always work to be done, but it's really important that like some work always be done, if that makes sense. Meaning you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to kind of crack the nut on day one. This is a marathon, not a sprint sort of marketing strategy. But you should always be thinking and tweaking and making small changes over time. And the outcomes of the return on those small changes over time can be, uh, quite frankly, life-changing um, with respect to going from like the 100th page on Google to, to the first page on Google around terms and topics that, that you care about. Secondly, I just want to um, talk about these two primary components to SEO. So there's a technical component SEO, um, and and then there's a content component of SEO, right? So technical SEO focuses on improvements to things like your site architecture, your URL structure, your site speed. Um, but for the purposes of, of this hack and what we want to be talking about today, I'm going to focus more on the, the content component because most of you don't have like large websites, right? So the technical side of SEO is is particularly pertinent to folks that might have hundreds of pages on their websites, right? Like hundreds of pages without like meta descriptions or without appropriate header tags, for instance. Most of you have very, very kind of like small sites. So hopefully your technical SEO is, you know, fine because there's there's not much uh, to, to go wrong, so to speak, right? And also many of you use like Squarespace or like WordPress templates anyways. And many of those templates available today are you know, have SEO in mind um, and, and think a little bit more critically about design and typically walk users through these steps to ensure that you at least have like a meta description and, and a title tag and all that fun stuff. Not to say that these templates are foolproof, uh, foolproof by any means, but um, they're, it, it, it's a really, you know, they're, 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 they're better than if you're kind of like building this site from scratch and not knowing anything about yeah, how Google actually indexes content. Okay. And then my final disclaimer here is that this hack is really meant to kickstart your journey to be a better SEO, it, it's by no means an end in and of itself, okay? So I think it's the best way to move the needle on organic rankings, especially like quickly uh, as a host marketer, but um, it's not, it's by no means an end all be all. So first, what you want to do, this the first step, right, in terms of trying to increase your ranking, right, around a particular term or topic on Google is to first and foremost, identify what those topics are that you'd like to increase your ranking around, right? So there's no way to increase your Airbnb's SEO without a clear understanding of the topics that you want to grow your authority around. And there, there are like a couple of core pathways for, for gaining that understanding, right? Number one, you can take the geo-specific approach and you could try to win on keywords and search terms relevant to travel to the area that your Airbnb is located in. So for example, like, uh, this this uh, a keyword like new family beach home Airbnbs in Florida, right? Or you can take a little bit more of a thematic specific approach with the hope of winning on keywords and search terms that are relevant to your Airbnb's like unique value proposition. So think things like the best A-frame Airbnbs or top rated tiny homes, things like that, right? This path can be much more difficult than the aforementioned one, but it 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 can yield significantly greater dividends in in, in the long run if you're able to be successful here. So I thought it would be helpful to tease out this example, uh, these these steps, right? Um, with uh, with a concrete, with something super concrete. So I'm going to pick on my friend Sarah Roitman, who is the creator of Field and Lake, and she's building a collection of beautifully curated spaces uh, across like Michigan. And she's got two properties right now called the Asher and the Fox House. So for the purposes of this example, let's say that Sarah wants to increase Field and Lake's organic search rankings around the following keywords, right? Number keyword number one is beachfront Lake Michigan rentals, right? And keyword number two is luxury family-friendly Airbnbs on Lake Michigan. So 
again, Sarah's escapes are are luxurious in nature. They're on Lake Michigan, and they're both beachfront properties. So now that we've identified these general topics that Field and Lake would like to win on, it's time to garner insight into what folks are actually searching for. And this is really, really important, important right? Sometimes you want to win on a keyword or a search term, and no one's actually like searching for that keyword or search term, right? You'd be shocked by how, how many times, you know, uh, people realize as they get into SEO, oh wow, like no one actually searches for that thing. Or, oh my gosh, so many people search for that thing. I should use these words instead of these words, right? Or I should position my content a little bit more to the left versus versus to the right and not politically speaking, right? So the point being that it's really important to first identify what you want to rank for and then back that up with what people are actually searching for. So again, for those of you hopefully who are watching on YouTube, let's let, I, I wanna go ahead and show you guys what this actually looks like. So in order to in order to understand, right, how content, um, uh, you know, wh how particular keywords are ranking, you need some sort of tool. Now there are, there are free tools like Google Keyword Planner, there's a couple other new free uh, SEO tools. You can use Moz SEO, which is a paid uh, offering, Ahrefs, which is another one. My personal favorite is SEMrush. Uh, all of these probably have free trials. So if you wanna like just test this out in your own context, great. Otherwise, you know, they range from, you know, 20 bucks a month to 200 bucks a month, depending on um, depending on sort of the, the tool that you that you decide to use. Um, let me go ahead and share my screen here so that you guys can see what I'm looking at. Okay, here we go. Okay, so hopefully you can see me here. Now, um, I wanna show you, so this, this is Sarah's. This is Sarah's uh, uh, Airbnb listing. So again, she has um, the the Asher and, and the Fox house here. So here's a quick look at um, her her profile here um, and her her listings profiles. So the Asher is this beautiful, you know, luxurious uh, lakeside retreat, and the Fox House is um, also, uh, I believe, they're actually right next to each other. So they're, you know, uh, both on Lake Michigan in in Belgium, Wisconsin, right? So that's that's where um, that's where Field and Lake resides, right? So okay, so let's say that again, uh, Sarah wants to rank rank for beachfront lake. Lake Michigan rentals. So we go ahead and we pop this keyword right into um, into our tool SEMrush, right, or SEMrush. Now, what you'll notice here is it'll populate all this data, right, around. Okay, what is what are the keywords and related keywords to that to that core keyword, right? How many people are searching for that keyword in any given month, right? This that's what we call monthly search volume, and what is the keyword difficulty of that term? Meaning how hard is it going to be to like change your position? Like right now, if you rank at position 100, right? On a scale of one, you know, zero to 100, how hard is it gonna be to, for you to like move to that first page of Google, right? So what we see here um, is that these keyword difficulty scores for Lake Michigan beachfront rentals is at 55. Beachfront rentals on Lake Michigan is also at 50, 55. And you know these terms are very closely related. And in the aggregate, right, you're talking about 550, 600, right, uh, people searching for these terms in any given month. Again, this monthly search volume isn't like literal. Like this is meant to be sort of a um, a reference point, right? Um, with respect to how many people are actually searching for this term in in a given month. Okay, so you always want to pay attention to monthly search volume and you always want to pay attention to keyword difficulty. Now, pro tip here, anything over 80, even even 60 is really hard to compete on, okay? Anything over 80, you should probably just, you know, totally go find go find a different keyword. If it's over 60, 
if you've got a big brand, if you if you've got a big website, maybe you have a chance at ranking for that particular term. But things in like the 50, 55, you know, uh, ideally things like twenty eight, right here. Here you see one that's actually easy. This is where a lot of you want to start, right? You want to find a term or, or a few terms that have decent monthly search volume. And for you guys, because a lot of you have very like niche properties, right, in niche locations, any search volume is is good. So don't don't be like, oh, well, this is only twenty. I'm not going to pay attention to it. If nobody else is competing on that term, right? If you start there, right, over time, and you, you you're ranking well for that term, you can rank on more competitive terms once you start winning again, sort of a, more authority with Google. So. What I would recommend in in Sarah's case is that she think a little bit about okay what are what are the terms that I um that I might want to compete on maybe I'll go after vacation rentals on Lake Michigan beachfront because again this is a little bit it's a little bit easier to win on than uh, Lake Michigan beachfront uh, rentals it's got lower MSV but it, but it might be doable so here's what Sarah should do next right? she should click into that this keyword and get a sense for what are the domains that are currently ranking like what are sorry what are the pages I should say that are currently ranking for that keyword now again it's really important to remember right Google ranks content at the page level it uses your domain authority in other words again just like what sort of credit your site has with Google how special it is in the eyes of Google how much Google and you know should trust your website and the way those indicators are like all right how much time do people spend on your site right are are lots of other websites linking to your website right we call that backlinking um, is your website regularly updated right how many visits in any given month are does your website get? Google uses all of that context to understand how important your website is, right? How valuable it is to its to Google's users, right? Now, uh, that, that's what domain authority is, but Google ranks content at the page level, okay? That means that um, even if Sarah's competing against a website with a thousand pages, if the website is ranking, right? Um, for 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 one page that that Sarah is competing with, all Sarah really has to do is figure out how do I compete with this website's one page, not this website's entire collection of indexed pages. Okay, so what we do is she clicks into that keyword, right, and she she scrolls down here, and she'll you know unsurprisingly Verbo, 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 and Airbnb the top three positions, right, will pretty much always be Verbo and Airbnb, right? Maybe probably like top two. Interesting that this is top three, but in general, right, your the OTAs are going to show up in those top three positions. Our goal is not right to compete with the OTAs, and and one uh, with respect to to Google search, and and the reason for that is most people, right, if they are looking specifically for an Airbnb or they're specifically looking to stay at a Verbo, they'll start their search there. Right. So if someone is starting their search on Google, chances are they've either already looked at Airbnb or Verbo or Airbnb and Verbo are just too overwhelming that they're going to start their search on Google, which means that they're trying to see if they can find like a direct booking site. Right. Or they're trying to see if they can find uh, some sort of other OTA that's that's not one of the big not one of the big guys. Right. So don't don't be threatened by that. Now, what Sarah should do, and as she's thinking about Field and Likes SEO strategy, she should look at these these uh, really sort of like positions four through six, right? So let's go ahead and look at. I already pulled up a couple of these websites here. So uh, positions four through six. Now, a couple of things to note here is it's it's a lot easier to usurp, so to speak, the ranking that somebody has on positions four through six than it is in the top three, especially when again the top three you're competing with Verbo and, and Airbnb, right? Now, these are the websites, right? These are the 
pages that are ranking for the term that Sarah is trying to rank for for field and lake, right? Now, what, what, what you'll notice as you kind of scroll through uh, these websites is they're, they're pretty outdated, right? This is about, this is a collection of uh, places you can book on Lake Michigan in 2021, right? So it's an, it's an old page. It's a long page, which is really good for SEO. Uh, the more words that you have on a page, as long as that page still loads quickly, right? Um, the better. Now, what you guys can't see since I had this page preloaded is that, um, is that this, uh, this, this, uh, um, uh, particular page took a really, really, really long time to load. There's a lot of photos on it. So given the fact that it's, uh, it's the, the load speed was so it literally took like a minute and a half, right? Which I kind of thought it would, cause it looks like a Grand Rapids kids, grkids.com. It looks like it's a little bit of maybe of like an older site. Um, it took so long to load, to load, and that means that there's an opportunity to, again, be able to load content quicker, which is a signal to Google that your page should rank higher than uh, than this particular page. Google, again, what does Google ultimately care about, guys? Google ultimately cares about serving the best possible content to its users in the quickest, most effective ways, right? That That's what Google cares about. Google wants people to keep Googling, right? Google wants people to keep thinking about Google as the place to find answers to their questions, right? And that's only going to happen if people, if if content can be delivered to folks quickly, right? Okay. So that's how that, that works. Now, what Sarah should do, what Field and Lake should do is they should look through these, these ranking domains and they should say, okay, how many times is my keyword used on this particular page? Now, what you'll notice here as you look at these at these pages is that these, the keyword that Sarah is targeting, again, what which keyword is Sarah targeting? Vacation rentals on Lake Michigan beachfront, right? Or beachfront vacation rentals on Lake Michigan. Though that particular phrasing is not used um, on on any of these websites, right? So here, here, you know, this this presents like a real opportunity for for Sarah. Now these sites, again, they have lots of indexed content. They're just larger sites. Um, but if Sarah was serious about trying to rank for that particular term, the good news is. Those particular terms are not used all but one or two times on these respective pages, right? These ranking pages. So that's one signal. That's one indicator that Sarah um, that Sarah may want to take into account as she thinks through the SEO strategy for for Field and Lake. Now. Beyond that, one of the, one of the quick things I want to uh, mention here is a lot of people think you need like a massive website in order to rank well, or like you need tons of indexed content around a particular term or topic to rank well. Now, even like a lot of SEOs say that. In my experience, that's not true. And let me show you two quick ex examples of of why I believe that um, that this is true. Number one, spontaneous. Okay, now we spontaneous ranks number one for the best last or for for just last minute deals on Airbnb. So if you Google last minute uh, Airbnb deals or last minute deals on Airbnb, we actually rank number one. So we've included Airbnb, right? In our, in our, in, in, you know, when, when users include Airbnb in their keyword search, we still rank number one, right? Now our, our website in total is probably like 25 pages. Okay. So maybe even like 15 pages, right? I don't know. It's probably 25. It's about 25 pages now, you know, so that's a little, maybe a little bit larger of a site than some of you have. Now, I want to talk to you about my friend uh, Emily South, who I've had on the podcast before. She owns the Appalachian A-frame, right? Now her her website is three pages. Well, guess what? She ranks. Let me show you guys this. She ranks number four when you Google. Okay, I look. I googled A-frames in North Carolina, right? She ranks number four. Appalachian A-frame ranks number four after um, Glamping Hub and CabinHomes.com for uh, A-frames in North Carolina. Now. 
I'm going to call Emily out because she's awesome. And I think she, you know, will take this uh, well, but like, unfortunately, Emily's uh, driving all of her traffic to Airbnbs. If you click book your stay, right. And you click uh, book on it, you're, you're booking on Airbnb, right? So, uh, Emily, this would be, you know, a great opportunity for you to have a direct booking site or paying or something uh, to, uh, to prevent you to prevent all the, you know, earned traffic that you've garnered from just going over to Airbnb. But hey, everyone's got their reasons, right? So, um, Anyways, that is how, that is how, um, um, uh, sorry, all, yeah, all that is to say is you don't need a massive website to rank really well for a particular keyword or topic that you're interested in ranking on. All right. So once Sarah has figured out that, okay, you know, these guys aren't, aren't as intimidating. Like look at, look at their content. It's, it's not even like this is like m.com. They're in position number four right now. Right. It's a, it's, you know, a, a, a local sort of like OTA here. Um, but it's not that well optimized. The site's not that beautiful. Like, uh, Sarah absolutely has an opportunity for field field and like has an opportunity to rank much better around this specific term or topic that they want to rank for. Should they follow some very basic, simple SEO best practices of creating a little bit of content, making sure that that content is using in creative ways, the same keyword or versions of that keyword and making sure that that content is easily accessible and discoverable, um, on, on Google SERPs. Okay. So, um, that's, that's how you should think about sort of coming to you and, and, and finding, right? Like the, the keyword or topic that you want to rank for. Now I want to say a couple other things here, right? Sometimes, right. As you go and find a, a keyword, um, uh, you realize that like, hey, this is either way too hard. It's way too difficult. I'm never going to win on this, right? And where you realize, oh, well, no one is actually searching for the thing that I thought people were searching for. Now, what's really cool about this is if you're using any good tool, they'll show you a lot of other examples. Now, if you remember, or a lot of other options, I should say, for for keywords that you could target. Now, if you remember, right, Sarah and Field and Like, they have high-end, beautiful, luxurious places that are actually family-friendly, right, which is sort of like a niche in and of itself. Now, look at this, right? If we if we scroll down here, uh, you, you'll see Lake Michigan Beachfront House Rent. Oh, that's not the one I wanted. Where is it? Um, here we go. <laughs> uh, Lake Michigan Luxury Beachfront Vacation Rentals. Now, this is what we would call a, a longer tail keyword, right? It's a little bit more specific. Now, it's only got 20 monthly searches per month, at least right now, right? According Again, this is an average, right? But the keyword difficulty is non-existent, meaning this isn't a term that a lot of people are targeting. So if Sarah was interested in being like owning, right, the, the, the number one position for Lake Michigan luxury beachfront vacation rentals, that would be an opportunity for Field and Lake, right? So as you get into this, right, it, it becomes a game, right? You, you think through, what are all the versions of a keyword I might want to target? Um, what do I realistically, given the size of my site, given sort of like what my what's true about my brand, what makes sense for me to target? Now, it's not going to make like if you do not have a luxurious place on Lake Michigan, you obviously shouldn't be trying to to you know uh, uh, target that particular term, right? Bait and switching is is terrible from a, from an SEO perspective. A lot of people do this with paid search, right? But if if a user is organically searching for something and they click on an organic link and it doesn't lead them to the content that they are looking for and they hit that back button immediately, Google gives you like a thumbs down, right? So those those bots, they'll, they'll, they'll give you a thumbs down because they're like, oh, well, hey, something about your content is misleading. Because if people click back that quickly, right, they didn't find that what they were looking for or it wasn't meaningful enough and therefore we're gonna, we're gonna rank you lower. So be very mindful to only be targeting terms that are actually relevant to your brand offering. Okay. 
All right, so uh, that's I think pretty much what I wanted to to show you all. Um, now let me just go ahead and hit stop here. Um, oh, I can't figure out how to stop um, the share here. That's okay. Um, oh, here we go. Stop sharing. There it is, right in front of me. <laughs> um, so again. Once you once you understand where, what you want to rank for and who you want to compete with, as you're analyzing that page, what you really want to do is you want to be asking yourself questions like this. How many times is the keyword used throughout the page that I'm trying to target, right? This is for those ranking pages that you want to take on. Is the keyword used in any header tags, right? Those are the big sort of like headers on the page. Is the keyword used in the page title? Is the keyword used in the page URL, right? Uh, in a nutshell, what you really want to be thinking through is how many different creative ways uh, is this keyword leveraged on this ranking page? And, right, if you find that it's not being leveraged that well, again, therein lies opportunity, folks. Therein lies opportunity for you to come in and to think creatively about how to leverage it on your own page so you have a better fighting chance at uh, usurping some of these people in these in these more coveted positions, right? Now, final step here is, once again, once you've found uh, what you want to rank for. Once you've vetted that with some sort of SEO tool to make sure that people are ranking for that term and or to discover other terms that you should be ranking for, right? And then three, once you've analyzed the ranking page and figured out what are some things that you could do to make that page even better, the final thing that you want to do is you want to take all this knowledge and you want to work it into your existing content. So let me actually share it one more time here because I want to show you guys um, Sarah's website. So let's do this and we'll click share again okay and here is here we go all right so here is uh field and lakes website now sarah's you know done a really great job here it's, it's a super simple beautiful site but like what, what's the first thing that you notice like when you hit the website right there, there's no there is no keyword around luxurious family like escapes on lake michigan right it's the the brand name and then an opportunity to kind of like check in and check out now if you click onto properties right it's a it's, it's a, a simple uh, website here you can read a little bit more about each of her properties like the asher but look at these like look this is a beautiful like ridiculously beautiful spot right let me just click through a couple of these photos if i can um, to just give you guys a sense for, for the space that she's, that she's curated, right? Like these are exceptional properties. Now, again, she's targeting families who want to come and have a luxurious family getaway on Lake Michigan on a beachfront property. So what she should do is she should find a way to work some of those keywords into the context of this site, right? So again, this looks like it's a direct booking site that she's using. So her fields might be, might be limited, but if so, then she needs a, a website, right? She should have a descriptive content right here. Like what is field and like, right? Oh, Field and Lake is a collection of luxurious family escapes on Lake Michigan, on beachfront, the beachfront of Lake Michigan, things like that, right? And by doing those simple things, again, this is just a starting point. It's just a starting point, folks. But if you are serious about trying to build up a, a, a true brand for, for your space, and if you want the opportunity to have your website rank well, even rank better than your Airbnb listing, this is how you start, right? You start by coming up with a collection, a handful of simple keywords and terms that you want to rank for. You go and you vet them with these SEO tools. And one of the things that you might learn is like, hey, Maybe you have a pet-friendly stay. Maybe pet-friendly stays is way too broad, right? Like you're never going to win on, on a term as broad as that. But could you win on pet-friendly pet A-frames in Vermont? I, I bet you could. I don't know that there's that many people competing on 
those particular keywords. So this is, again, just a starting point when it comes to SEO, but I hope some of this content and some of this context is helpful. I know I went fast, guys, and I know there's so much here, and it's really, really, really hard to to explain all of this concisely, especially when I'm just like talking to a camera and not to not to a person here. But if you have any questions on any of this, please don't hesitate to reach out. I also know a lot of people in the space. I don't do this myself, but I know a lot of people in the in the space that um that will do uh, SEO consulting and and even help you uh, increase your rankings uh, uh, for your direct booking site. So if you want recommendations, please don't hesitate to reach out. But I hope that this was at least somewhat helpful for y'all. And um, y'all, there you go. I got it in. Um, and I, I look forward to uh, speaking more with you all soon. Let me know again by rating this episode on, um, or actually don't rate this particular episode. Rate the show, right? Right behind the stays. Review behind the stays. It would mean the world to me. Send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com if you've got specific feedback. Oh, and if you are watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. We're trying to build up the YouTube channel so we can do more dynamic um video tutorials on all all this stuff as well. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Take care and we'll see you next time. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at Spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.